What is the future of Max Freed with the Atlanta Braves? Is an extension possible? We'll talk about that, answer some of your Max Freed extension questions on this episode of Locked On Braves. We'll also talk about the arbitration figures that will be exchanged on Friday, who could get a deal done, who's likely headed towards a trial. And we'll also talk about some of the news, including uh, robo-umpires getting closer and closer to being utilized at the major league level. All that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can see all my previous and current work. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching this video, it helps support the show a ton. And as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Got an exciting episode today talking about Max Freed the majority of the time, talking about the likelihood of the Braves extending him, what that extension could look like. I was actually going to do a mailbag episode today, but I wanted to talk about the arbitration figures being exchanged on Friday and Max Fried being a part at part of that. And a lot of your questions were surrounding Max Fried. And I just got so many questions on my post and I can't thank you enough for those that I'm going to do another podcast on Friday. It'll be the late night Friday mailbag podcast. So I will get to your questions, but I just had so many and I really wanted to talk about Max Fried. We haven't really gone over the extension possibility in a bit here and I get numerous questions on that. So that's where we're going to spend the majority of our time today. Uh, hey to CJ uh, in the chat section, Daniel Brown as well. Thank you all for joining. Christopher Shaffy in there as well. Thank you as always for your Twitter questions. Thanks for joining the chat. Um, but let's talk about Max Freed. Let's talk about a possible extension for Max Freed. I mentioned arbitration figures due on Friday for Max Freed and four other Braves players. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the podcast. I'll go ahead and say I doubt we see an extension with Max Freed in particular and really any of the Braves arbitration players tomorrow. Um, I think it's more likely we see Max Freed and the Braves go to trial. I mean, the guy is pitching like a Cy Young player. He's pitching like somebody who deserves 25 plus million a year. And yet he's probably going to get around 12 million a year. MLB Trade Rumors, who does a great job of project, projecting arbitration salaries, projects him to get 12.2 million. So it's probably going to be somewhere in that range. But you want to look at an impossible extension for Max Freed and what the Braves could potentially give him and offer him. And I think a good comp is the Carlos Rodon contract that he got this past offseason. Six years, $162 million. That's for a player who's entering his age 30 season. He's getting paid six years through his age 30 through age 35 season. So a little bit older, somebody who's had some injuries history, um, but also somebody who's been pitching 
like a Cy Young type pitcher the last couple of years when healthy. And he got 27 million a year, which I think is probably what Max Freed will demand on the free agent market. 27, maybe even more a year for Max Freed. So I try to break it down as far as what Max Freed could get in a in a hometown discount type extension from the Atlanta Braves. And again, this would be a, a hometown discount, in my opinion, which is the only type of extension that Alex Anthopoulos is going to offer Max Freed. He's not going to overpay. He's certainly not going to overpay for a pitcher, a starting pitcher, who are more volatile and who are more susceptible to injury and missing entire seasons when they are injured. So that's why you don't see Alex go out and take a bigger risk on some of these starting pitchers, just because there is a lot more risk involved when signing starting pitchers long-term into their thirties. But I think there's a hometown deal in there that could be offered. I don't know that Max would accept it, but something like seven years, 160 million. And you look at that and say, you know, that's just under 23 million a year AAV, but you have to keep in mind that's buying out the next two years of arbitration years, which we're going to, which would be lower. So something like in 2023, next season, 15 million, that'd be more than he's projected to get in arbitration. So you'd be giving him a little bump for his age 29 season. And then in 2024, which would be his last year in arbitration, give him 20 million, which is probably, you know, a little bit more than what he would get in his last year of arbitration, depending on how he pitches in 2023. That would be his age 30 season. And then from 2025 to 2029, his age 31 to 35 seasons, 25 million a year. And that comes out to seven years, 160 million, $22.9 million average annual value. Again, that would be a discount. And again, that's the only way I believe a deal gets done with Max Freed of is he's willing to take a little bit of a discount. And a good interview, I believe it was Bleacher Report who posted this on Twitter on Thursday with Matt Olson talking about how he could have nickel and dimed the Braves for maybe an extra $10 million, But in the end, he had you know everything that he wanted in Atlanta. And he did not, you know, didn't feel that it was good to you know, go through those negotiations, especially coming to a new team. And I'm not saying every player has to do that or should do that. Max Freed, others have earned the right to go out and nickel and dime for every bit that they think they're worth. But if this is what Max Freed wanted to do, if he wants to be in Atlanta long-term, I think that's a deal that makes sense and could be fair. Perhaps you go a little bit higher, seven years, you know, 175 million even, which is 15 million higher, but... I think that makes sense for what Max Freed is worth. And I don't think that would be too much of an overpay. I mean, look, if this guy finishes top five in the MVP the next two years, and I think he's more than capable of doing that, we're talking about someone who could get close to $30 million a year. And that would not be crazy over, you know, you got to remember though, when he gets to free agency, he's going to be going into his age 31 season. So he's not going to get a, a seven year deal at that point. The reason it's it would be a seven-year deal now is because you're buying out his next two years, which would be arbitration years. So you got to keep that in mind. But I think it's a pretty fair deal from the Braves. It's it's definitely a hometown discount. He would certainly get more in free agency if he pitches the way he has the next two years. But I think that's a deal that the Braves could live with. 
uh, offering Max Freed paying an average annual value of $22.9 million, never paying more than $25 million a year. Again, I'm not saying that's what Max Freed's worth. I'm saying that's the type of deal that would be considered a hometown discount that the Braves could offer that I would think makes sense. But he certainly could go to free agency and get much more than that. And I've said for a while now, I think he's headed to free agency. And if that's the case, I think he's gone. I think he's going to get close to $30 million a year for five, six years from another team out there. So all that being said, I still don't think an extension is likely. I think it was very telling. A lot of you you know, told me about the Alex Anthopoulos interview on David O'Brien's podcast and how great it was. And it, and it was. It was a great podcast. I went and gave it a listen. It's a lot of things that I've said on here that others have said on there. We've kind of speculated about how Alex Anthopoulos is thinking. But when it's coming from the horse's mouth, not to call AA a horse by any means, but when it's coming from the boss, then you, you know, obviously he was being very candid and you can take that. Uh, for what it's worth. So I didn't enjoy that interview, but one thing he talked about in there is the fact that he has all these position players locked up long-term, but he really worries about the depth of the starting rotation after 2024 and the need to have somebody like Max Free to the top of the rotation. So I think he's going to make an effort, and I think what I laid out there is a pretty solid effort by the Braves. Again, it's a hometown discount. I realize that. What I'm putting out there, I think Max Fried is worth more than that. But seven years, 160, I, I think, you know, could be the type of deal the Braves would offer. And you talked about also on that that interview with DOB, uh, he and Eric O'Flaherty mentioned the fact that they feel like Max Fried will age well. And perhaps they will. Look, I heard people saying that Anthony Rendon was going to age well, and he hasn't had a healthy season since joining the Angels. You can't ever really predict that stuff. Eric O'Flaherty, you know, being a pitcher has more insight as far as how pitchers can, uh, health can go and, and how they will age. But, and I do think, you know, Freed being athletic, all of that points to the fact that he could have a healthy, you know, career into his mid thirties, but you never really know. That's just the risk with signing starting pitchers long-term. But another thing, which I've talked about on here as well, and Alex Anthopoulos mentioned, the difference between signing a, a Michael Harris, a Spencer Strider, a Ronald Acuna, and Ozzy Albies, those guys are going to get big deals. And I've said that numerous times this offseason, that it's totally different when you're talking about those guys to when you're talking about Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, and now we're getting to the point where it's going to be Max Freed. This is their last chance to get a big bag. And you know Max Freed has earned every opportunity to go do that and to get that money and i think i think he will uh, again i've said that all off season i think he's going to go to free agency and he's going to go for that one big bag but that's where a lot of people get mad at some of these braves extensions they're making i think they lose sight of the fact that acuna is going to get another shot at a big contract albies will strider will michael harris will you know it's only really riley and olsen who they locked up you know for there that, that was their one big contract in their careers um so it's different for max freed he's looking at his one big shot at free agency and he's had to wait a long time to get there i think he's going to take it i don't think he's going to take a hometown discount but if he did seven years 160 from the braves i think makes a lot of sense all right next got some of your questions specifically about max freed that i want to touch on we'll get to those next 
If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got the thing just for you. You got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for any New Year's resolution out there if you haven't already given up on yours. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Right now, I'm really loving the peanut butter brownie, but they have tons of flavors over there, over there that you can check out at Built.com. It's like eating a healthy candy bar. It's what people say all the time. Even friend Dale Murphy, who joined the show, that's what he had to say about Built Bars. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can order them online at Built.com, but they're also available now at your local Walmart and Sam's Club in the pharmacy section. So whether you go to Built.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's, make sure you go grab a box of Built Bars today. Really excited about our new or latest sponsor, Big Dog Speakers. Been telling you about them for a couple of weeks now. They have developed these Bluetooth speakers that are just incredible to listen to just great sound quality. The Scout from Big Dog Speakers, their inaugural uh, Bluetooth speaker specifically designed, specially designed in Augusta, Georgia to deliver huge, clear sound, extraordinary battery life, and tons of connectivity options all at a competitive price. The Big Dog Scout goes big with 105 decibel max volume. It is loud, but again, it is so super clear. 40 watts, waterproof, charges other devices, 15 hours of playback, and you can pair two of them together for enhanced audio. The Big Dog Scout is now available online at BigDogSpeakers.com at $99, but you can get 20% off with the promo code LOCKEDON and help support the show. So you're looking for a pair of Bluetooth speakers, looking for a gift for somebody, Make sure you go to BigDogSpeakers.com. Use our promo code LOCKED ON. If you want some more information about Big Dog Speakers, visit BigDogSpeakers.com. All right, getting back into or getting to some of your questions that we had. Luke Broom says, with Freed's free agency looming after 24 and the contracts of Morton and Rosario, amongst others, coming off the books, what kind of realistic contract could you see Max commanding? giving all the overpriced contracts offered this offseason. So there's a difference between what I talked about in the first segment and what I think the Braves could offer. It makes sense for the Braves, and I think is enough money to entice Max Freed to sign a deal to stay with the Braves. Very different from what he's going to demand on the free agent market, and that became very clear this offseason where you know Luke's right. You saw the amount of money that was thrown at players this past offseason. And Max Freed, again, if he has two seasons in these next two seasons, like he's pitched, you know, for the last three, four years now, I think he's going to demand $30 million a year over six, seven seasons. Even going into his age 31 season, I think he gets at least a six-year deal for, i say, at least $28 million a year, if not more. Um, so that's what I think he's likely going to demand in free agency. It might also depend, you know, who else is coming out of free agency that year, but I would say 28 million over six years. So you're looking at, you know, close to $170 million over six years. I think that could be at a minimum what Max Freed gets in free agency. If he stays healthy and productive the next two seasons as a Braves fan, 
I certainly hope he does because that means the Braves are having a chance to win division titles, go to the postseason, get back to the World Series, and win another World Series if Max Freed is pitching that way. Bellfire says, in a couple seasons, Ozuna, Rosario, and Morton are all off the books, and Freed is up for a contract. Would you rather use the money from those contracts to give Freed the big contract, go for a superstar outfielder, or split it amongst the pitching staff to get a few good starters? So, great question here in terms of how the Braves could split the money. Um, the Braves could have as much as $50 million come off the books next season. They have a $20 million option on Morton. I hope he pitches well enough that the Braves consider picking that up, but I think there's a good chance that they don't, and Morton may want to just ride off into the sunset at that point too, although it's the Braves' call. Um, Rosario has a $9 million option. I shouldn't say it's the Braves' call. If he wants to retire, he can retire, but uh, the Braves hold a club option. Rosario has a $9 million option for next year that even if he plays well this year, I don't see the Braves picking that up. Travis Darno has an $8 million option. As long as he stays healthy, I think the Braves pick that up as he uh, remains a solid backup, and that's not a ton of money. Yates, a $5.75 million option for 2020, uh, five, or 2024. Uh, McHugh, a $6 million option, and RC, a $2 million option. I could honestly see them picking up all those options except Rosario. Like I said, the Morton one being a, a pretty big one. If he pitches well, then obviously you know that could entice the Braves to, to bring him back, but that is a pretty hefty number after the 2024 20, season is when it's really big and that's the obviously the offseason max freed becomes a free agent but you'd have max freed's money coming off the books which will likely be close to 15 17 million at that point you also have ozuna coming off who'll be making 18 million in 2024 so have a lot of money coming off in that 2024 season for sure now how would i rather spend that money and i'd be curious to hear your comments in the comment section on youtube as well or on Twitter, I'm actually leaning towards paying Max. And I've, I'm not going to say I've been against paying Max this whole time. It's just I, the risk in, in extending starting pitchers into their 30s is just so much higher than it is with position players because of the injury risk. I mean, pitchers are somewhat of a ticking time bomb at some point. You know that arm is going to go. You know, Justin Verlander's the Max Scherzer's of the world you know, are just very rare. Um, so it's very risky signing starters into their mid-30s. But you look at the core of this lineup, and it's locked up through the rest of this decade. I mean, catcher, first base, second base, third base, center field, right field, they're all locked up. And a lot could depend on the free agent outfielders in that class. A lot could depend on if anybody steps out in the outfield during that time, it also could depend on if we see some of these players who are locked up regress over that time as well. And obviously what happens at shortstop with Vaughn Grissom. To me, if Vaughn Grissom's not the long-term solution there, I think it's best spent for the Braves to go find an everyday shortstop just because I think that position is so critical, especially defensively. I just don't know who's going to be out there. So, I think, and again, going back to that interview with Alex Anthopoulos, he's worried about the depth of rotation after 2024. I think it'd be better served to spend that money on Max Freed. Now, I wouldn't want to spend free agent money on Max Freed, but if you can get him at that type of deal that I was talking about earlier, um, then I certainly would try to do that, and I would make a strong effort to extend Max Freed. If not him, then I think you've got to find some starting pitching. I think you have to go out and get 
you know, a top flight starting pitcher. Maybe I don't know who it would be at this point, but, you know, a Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander type deal where perhaps you sign a veteran pitcher to a high AV short term deal. Um, but I think starting pitching becomes very important after that 2024 season because you have the core position player group locked up for a long time. I think that bet money is going to be best served going after some starting pitching. And a lot depends on how some of the young guys progress over that time. Is is Kyle Wright legit? Does he remain that way? And, you know, he won't be here too much longer after that. Spencer Strider, you know, does he become that, that ace and Cy Young candidate that I think he can be? Do we see some of the young prospects come up? You know, A.J. Smith-Shawver, is Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie, or, or any of them, are they pushing up to the major league level at that point? So a lot, obviously, to decide between now and then. But to answer the question, I would be focused on starting pitching with that money that's coming off the books. And Justin Reeves says, aren't the odds of getting an extension this year with Max Fried non-existent? I say that because his AAV would immediately hurt the Braves as they are already over the CBT, doesn't it make sense to wait until next year where they have the room to duck under the tax? I would say it's not really a point or it's not really a factor at this point. As you mentioned, they're already over the tax unless they're just dead set on getting back under and staying under the tax this year because it does go by the end of the year number, not the beginning. Then, yeah, it would probably make more sense to do an extension next offseason because that AAV is certainly going to raise that cbt number but i don't think it's a factor i think if they could get it done this year they would again at the right price um but you know next year there is some money coming off the books but it's not necessarily significant enough that it's going to change their cbt i would say after that 2024 season which will be their third year in the cbt if they are in it the next two which is where that those overages overage charges go up to 50% and they really start affecting your payroll, that would probably be the time if the Braves wanted to duck back under the CBT that they could do it at that point. But, you know, this is their window to win. And I think the Braves know that. I think Alex Anthopoulos knows that. And they're going to go out there and spend to put the best field on the team. They've shown that to me. I know there's a lot of fans that don't believe that but i truly do so i don't think it's a factor as far as when they extend breed i don't think the the cbt has much to do with that but appreciate the questions on max freed again i got a ton more questions for the mailbag that we'll get to on friday's podcast but next i do want to transition talk about the arbitration players on friday who will be exchanging figures who gets done who's going to trial and they got a lot of news as well that i want to touch on and then get to some of your questions in the chat so there are some other arbitration players beside Max Freed that the Braves still have to uh, agree to a deal with. AJ Minter, another big one, he's projected to make five million. Would not be surprised if they go to trial either. Um, AJ Minter was one of the best relievers in all of baseball last year. He's probably hoping to get a big bonus here, and I would imagine the Braves are going to try to play that card that hey, he's not a closer, and keep that money down. So wouldn't be surprised if they go to trial. Joe Jimenez, who the Braves traded for this past offseason, projected to get $2.6 million. Dennis Santana, $1.1, and Lucas Litke, $1.7. I think all three of those get agreed upon deals before Friday's deadline. Um, I don't think we see any extensions here. Sometimes you'll see extensions at these deadlines. I don't think they will. Just a reminder, the Braves are typically a file-and-trial team, so that means they'll exchange numbers on Friday. If they can't come to an agreement, 
and then they'll let it sit until their arbitration date and let the arbiters figure it out which number they're going to go with. But that'll all be happening on Friday. I'll mention that on the Friday mailbag as well if we get some of those those numbers in. Um, bit of news late on Thursday, Buster only reporting that all AAA parks will use the ele- electronic strike zone in 2023. Half of them will use it for every call, while the other half will use it as a challenge system, which I actually like. And they kind of introduced this last year where each team, I believe, gets maybe three challenges throughout the game. Um, I think that's coming to MLB soon. Um, most likely, you know, I think that's the most likely form of electronic strike zone that we're going to see is a challenge system. And I think that makes a lot of sense. My question though, is how does that affect catchers like Sean Murphy who make a lot of their money off being able to frame pitches? Will it hurt their value? I think it certainly will. If you go to a full electronic strike zone, but a challenge system, I think may even increase their value because the way they, they catch it and the way they frame it may you know, convince the other team not to challenge a call by the way that the the catcher frames the pitch up. So I think catchers like that still become increasingly value even with the challenge electronic uh, strike zone system. Miguel Rojas traded to the Dodgers for Jacob Amaya. I know Rojas was mentioned as a potential candidate for the Braves that they could trade for. I never really saw that fit. He's great defensively, doesn't strike out or swing and miss, but he also doesn't walk. He doesn't hit for power, and he isn't fast. I would have liked him as a, a stopgap or a defensive replacement, but not an, not my everyday shortstop. We'll see how he where he fits in with the Dodgers. The player they gave up for him is pretty much the same thing as Miguel Rojas. He's a defensive first shortstop, hasn't shown much with the bat, um, but obviously he's a lot younger and has some upside. Padre signed Nelson Cruz to a $1 million deal. And then this is exciting. Braves pitchers and catchers set to report on February 15th. So we are just a little bit over a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And that is certainly very, very exciting. And then MLB sets a new revenue record in 2022, exceeding $10.8 billion. So don't let anyone out there tell you that baseball is dead because it certainly is not. And don't let any owners tell you that they can't afford these players because they certainly can all right, I'm going to try to uh, go through the chat section real quick. Kami says, forget free, extend Soroka and Ian Anderson while their value is low. AA and the staff believe in Soroka's upside. You can hear that in that conversation with Alex Anthopoulos as well. He's very, very uh, excited about Mike Soroka. And I could certainly see the Braves getting out in front of that. If anybody was going to give a hometown discount to the Braves, I would hope it would be Mike Soroka after they've stuck with him through all this. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched in nearly three years and the Braves have been paying him close to 3 million a year for that. Uh, William Fulgham says, do you feel any better about Freed extension after a interview with David kind of touched on that? I do feel it has given me a little bit of hope. Whereas before I thought there was absolutely no chance. I think Alex is at least going to make an attempt. And I think he could make something close to what I suggested, suggested seven years, one sixty. I still don't think it gets done, but my optimism for Alex and Thomas and the Braves pushing hard for an extension has gone up. I still don't think it's going to happen. Christopher Chaffee, hey, Jake, do you think Chipper is the best defensive third baseman the Braves have had? That's a, a good question. I mean, I can't I can't think of anybody offhand um, that was better 
defensively. I always thought Chipper was underrated defensively at third base, and I always get mad about that one year. He should have won the gold glove, and they gave it to that player in New York, uh, David Wright. But I do think he was always underrated defensively, but I can't recall anybody better. I'm sure there, there probably has been. Hollywood says, as much as I really miss Freeman, notwithstanding the presence he brought, he's replaceable. Pitchers are not. I hope AA offers a competitive six-year, 162 uh, offer to Max Free. Do you think that's possible offer? I do. And again, I gave you I gave you my number that I think is a hometown discount but makes sense at, at seven years, 160, six, 162 would, would certainly make sense as well. Um, but I think they try to I think he tries to get a deal through at least his age 35 season. CJ says Max needs to be a brave forever. Uh, Sutton says extend mentor two. That wouldn't be all that shocking if the Braves maybe tried to work out an extension with mentor. I still don't think it happens. Double A says, uh, yay, a birthday podcast for me tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be doing a, an extra mailbag Friday because all the great questions you sent in. We'll be doing a late night podcast on Friday after the fam goes to sleep. Pierce Gilbert, in my opinion, Freed is in contention for the best lefty in the league. Only Rondon is comparable, and I agree. And I think that's why the deal Rondon got is a comparable one when, when looking at Max Freed. And Rondon got $27 million a year, and I think Freed easily gets that on the open market. Double A, um, especially since we have a stacked rotation, I don't want to lose him, but it won't be the end of the world. And a lot depends. Again, that just depends on how the rest of these pitchers you know, step up. Are Strider and Wright, are they enough of a one-two punch to win a World Series? Does Ian Anderson step up? He's still under control for a while. What happens with Mike Soroka? What happens with some of these young guys? You know, Dylan Dodd, you know, do one of those guys step up in the rotation? Still a lot to figure out. Um, Olsen, uh, AJ said Olsen interview is with starting nine this morning. Thank you for clarifying that. I only saw a snippet of it on Twitter. Champ says 175 would work. I bet for both sides on a seven year deal. I think that I think that would certainly uh, work for both sides as well. I think that would be a very fine offer. Probably more than the Braves want to pay. Again, the offer I gave you is a hometown discount. That's probably more to what his market value is, maybe even a little bit more. Matthew Biddingham says, I think Soroka becomes a free agent the same time as Freed. So even if Soroka bounces back, great. The Braves could lose both of them at the same time. And that's a, a very good point as well. I, it's a big year for Soroka. I think if he he shows he can be healthy and shows that he can be a productive pitcher, then he becomes an extension candidate as well. And perhaps you get him a little bit cheaper than Max Freed. Doug Count says, I hope I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like Max wants to test free agency and possibly go home to the West Coast. I kind of get that feeling as well, and that's where I've been for a while with Max Freed. Sutton Tillery says, opinion on Jose Iglesias and Elvis Andrews. I would like Jose Iglesias. Um, strong, shortstop. Again, kind of the same thing I talked about with Miguel Rojas. Would like him as a stopgap, defensive replacement, bench-type player. Wouldn't want him as my everyday shortstop, but is somebody you could put ninth in the lineup that you know is going to put the ball in play. Matthew Biddingham says, I wish the Braves went to a six-man rotation, let Soroka ease back in as number six. I like that idea as well, but to do that, you got to have six guys who are going to give you a chance to win every time out there. And if Soroka and Anderson look like themselves in spring training, perhaps you can do that, and maybe they will. But I am curious how, if Soroka is healthy and he's back and looks good, how they limit his innings because they certainly will need to. 
Um, Alan says, Braves Nation hanging their hopes on the tall, lanky gunslinger from out west, the man they call Max. Uh, certainly do love him. Hollywood says pitching is key. Give Freed an offer that will be competitive. Uh, I certainly think they will try to. Daniel Brown, who goes to the top of the rotation of Freed leaves? Strider, Kyle Wright. I believe it's Strider. I think he becomes the ace. William Martin, why do you think Wright gets underrated by everyone? It's because it's the same thing with Max Freed. Max Freed is underrating. Buster only wrote an article the other day projecting All-Stars for 2023 and did not even mention Max Freed's name, which is just crazy. He just finished second in the NL Cy Young, but it's because Freed, right? They're not dominating pitchers. They don't strike out a lot of batters. They're more ground ball prone, so they get overlooked a bit. All right, losing my voice some, so I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, make sure that you subscribe, listen to Locked On Braves, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 